0: There's truly no other resource like this. Download your free PDF copy today at premierinsight.org forward slash resources. That's premierinsight.org forward slash resources. Hello, friends. I'm Rick Warren, and welcome to Spurgeon's Sermons, This is the official podcast brought to you by Premier and Spurgeon's College. You know, the teachings of Charles Spurgeon have had a personal impact on my life in a profound way, and I'm confident they'll do the same for you. So get ready to be challenged, equipped, and guided by Charles Spurgeon, who is universally regarded as the greatest English preacher in the history of the church. Christ in you a sermon by charles spurgeon part 3 christ in you the hope of glory colossians chapter 1 verse 27 christ alone is enough mark this nothing must be placed with christ as if it were necessary to him some hold a candle to the sun by preaching christ and man's philosophy or their own priestcraft. When the blessed rain comes fresh from heaven, they would fain perfume it with their own dainty extract of fancy. As for God's blessed air, fresh from the eternal hills, they dream that it cannot be right unless by scientific experiments they load it with their own smoke and cloud. Come, clear out, Let us see the sun, we want not your candles. Away with your curtains and your fineries, let the clear sunlight enter. Let the holy water drop from heaven, we want not your scented essences out of the way. And let the fresh air blow about us. There is nothing like it for the health and strength of the soul. We rejoice in Christ and nothing else but Christ. Christ and no priestcraft. Christ and no philosophy. Christ and no modern thought. Christ and no human perfection. Christ, the whole of Christ and nothing else but Christ. Here lies the mystery of the gospel of the grace of God. Brothers and sisters, what else but Christ can satisfy the justice of God? Look around you when a sense of sin is on you and the dread tribunal is before your eyes. What can you bring by way of expiation but Christ? What can you bring with Christ? What dare you associate with his blood and merits? Oh my God! Nothing will content you but your Son, your Son alone. What else can quiet conscience? Some profess that they have consciences as good as new, for they've never been used. But he that has had his conscience thoroughly exercised and pressed upon with all the weight of sin till he has felt as if it were better for him not to exist than to be guilty before God, That man acknowledges that nothing but Christ will ever quiet his agonized heart. See the bleeding lamb and you will be pacified. See the exalted Lord pleading his righteousness before the throne. And conscience is even as a weaned child. And all the storm within the spirit is hushed into a great calm. What else will do to live with but Christ? I do not find in times of pain and depression of spirit that I can keep up upon anything but my Lord. The mind can feed at other times on pretty canopies and fine confectionery such as certain divines serve out in the form of orations and essays and the like. But when you are sorely sick, your soul abhors all manner of earthly meat and nothing will stay on the stomach but the bread of heaven, even the blessed Christ of God. Think also when you come to die, what else will do but Christ? Oh, I have seen men die with heaven in their eyes, the eternal Godhead seeming to transfigure them. "'because they rejoiced in Christ. "'But a deathbed without Christ, "'it is the darkening twilight of eternal night. "'It is the gloomy cave "'which forms the entrance of the land of darkness. "'Do not venture on life or death without Jesus. "'I implore you, none but Christ, none but Christ.' This has been the martyr's cry amidst the fire. Let it be ours in life and death. Secondly, we are to consider the sweetness of this mystery, which is Christ in you. This is a grand advance. I know that there are a great many fishermen here this morning and I heartily welcome them. When you are out at sea, You like to know that there are plenty of fish in the sea all round your boats. It is a fine thing to get in among the great shoals of fish. Yes, but there is one thing better than that. Fish in the sea are good, but the fish in the boat are the fish for you. Once get them in the net, or better still, safe into the vessel, and you are glad. Now Christ in heaven, Christ free to poor sinners, is precious. But Christ here in the heart is most precious of all. Here is the marrow and the fatness. Christ on board the vessel brings safety and calm. Christ in your house, Christ in your heart, Christ in you. That is the cream of the matter, the honey of the honeycomb. Gold is valuable, but men think more of a pound in their pockets than of huge ingots in the bank cellar. A loaf of bread is a fine thing, but if we could not eat it and so get it within us, we might die of starvation. A medicine may be a noble cure, But if it is always kept in the bottle and we never take a drink from it, what good will it do us? Christ is best known when he is Christ in you. Let us talk about that a little. Christ in you. That is first, Christ accepted by faith. Is it not a wonderful thing that Christ Jesus should ever enter into a man or a woman? Yes, but I will tell you something more wonderful and that is that he should enter in by so narrow an opening as our little faith. There is the sun. I do not know how many thousands of times the sun is bigger than the earth and yet the sun can come into a little room or a close cell. And what is more, the sun can get in through a narrow opening. When the shutters have been closed, I have known him come in through a little round hole in them. So Christ can come in through a little faith, a mere glimmer of confidence. If you are such a poor believer that you can hardly think of assurance or confidence, yet if you do trust the Lord, as surely as the sun comes in by a narrow crack, so will Christ come into your soul by the smallest opening of true faith. How wise it will be on your part when you see your Lord's sunny face shining through the lattices to say, I am not going to be satisfied with these mere glints and gleams. I would fain walk in the light of his countenance. Pull up those blinds. Let the heavenly sun shine in and let me rejoice In its glory, grow in faith and enlarge your receiving power till you take in Christ into your inmost soul by the Holy Spirit. For it is Christ in you by faith that becomes the hope of glory. By Christ in you, we mean Christ possessed. You see, nothing is so much a man's own as that which is within him. Do you tell me that a certain slice of bread is not mine and that I have no right to it? But I have eaten it, and you may bring a lawsuit against me about that bread if you like, but you cannot get it away from me. That question is settled. That which I have eaten is mine. In this case, possession is not only nine points of the law, But all the points. When a man or woman gets Christ into them, the devil himself cannot win a suit against him to recover Christ. For that matter is settled beyond question. Christ in you is yours indeed. People may question whether an acre of land or a house belongs to me. But the meat I ate yesterday is not a case of property which Chancery or any other court can alter. So when the believer has Christ in them, the law has no more to say. The enclosure made by faith carries its own title deeds with it. It means, too, Christ experienced in all his power. There may be a valuable medicine that works like magic, to expel a man's pains and cure his diseases, but it is of no efficacy till it is within him. When it commences to purify his blood and to strengthen his frame, he is in a fair way to know it without depending upon the witness of others. Get Christ in you, curing your sin. Christ in you, filling your soul with love to virtue. And holiness, bathing your heart in comfort and firing it with heavenly aspirations, then will you know the Lord. Christ believed in, Christ possessed, Christ experienced, Christ in you. This is worth a world. Yes, and then Christ in you is Christ filling you. It is wonderful when Christ once enters into a soul how by degrees he occupies the whole of it. Did you ever hear the legend of a man whose garden produced nothing else but weeds? Till at last he met with a strange foreign flower of singular vitality. The story is that he sowed a handful of this seed in his overgrown garden and left it to work its own sweet way. He slept and rose, and knew not how the seed was growing, till on a day he opened the gate and saw a sight which much astounded him. He knew that the seed would produce a dainty flower, and he looked for it. But he had little dreamed that the plant would cover the whole garden. So it was. The flower had exterminated every weed, till as he looked, from one end to the other, from wall to wall. He could see nothing but the fair colours of that rare plant and smell nothing but its delicious perfume. Christ is that plant of renown. If he be sown in the soil of your soul, he will gradually eat out the roots of all ill weeds and poisonous plants. Till over all your nature there shall be Christ in you. God grant that we may realize the picture in our own hearts, and then we shall be in paradise. Thank you for listening, friends. This podcast was brought to you by Premier in association with Spurgeon's College. For more Christian podcasts, sermons, and music, head back to the website premier.plus and sign in for free.